fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off at checkout at c4energy.com. The 2023 Season Series with some amazing athletes. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where this year we are featuring all the athletes from the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals, which is really cool because when we did this in 2022, one of those athletes that we featured is with us again this year, Rebecca Fuselet. Rebecca, what's going on? Nothing much. You know, the same old, same old. And I was like, I really wanted to bring this up right from the get-go is like, Last year, this time we chatted and you don't realize like how nervous I was to be on like one of my very first podcasts. So you guys have like one of my very first podcasts out there. And now look at where we are a year from now. I know we're both blowing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of hard work. You you more than us, you more than us, but yeah. Um, But we're doing well. You're doing well. Yep. I want to jump in to the the serious stuff right off the bat. I'm ready. Someone got someone got married. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And and I thought we were friends, Rebecca. <laughs> we I, are. I didn't Scott. get an invite. We are. You guys. You did, guys. Did it are get busy. lost in the mail? Maybe. Maybe. You guys. You guys are so busy too. You know how the coolest thing about it? We did it right here at the gym. We're literally like in that picture. We're standing on the roof of the gym. <laughs> no way. And it looks that yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had it all planned out like that. It, it was so perfect. So you guys have been dating a while engaged and how long have you been engaged? Yeah, it, it was a quick turnaround. We got engaged last October and then okay. we're like, we don't want to wait that long. So we jumped right. We, um, everybody. So after you get engaged, I don't know if this is like standard and I, I think it is, but everybody's just like, okay, have you guys picked a date yet? And we're like, uh, what do we do next? Like we did the whole engagement part. Like what do we do next? And then, uh, we just kind of like narrowed in on a window of the season that it could fit. So that's how it kind of happened so, so fast because our season in CrossFit is super long and there was only like one or two windows in there. And it, it, it was, it was kind of a, um, I, we knew we wanted to get married like re- rather fast. And that was like a window where I was like, okay, we have enough time to like, for, to enjoy the wedding and enjoy the process of it, but not have it take away from season. So we got that done. Honeymoon's definitely going to wait till after season though. We got business to tend to in season. So yeah, that was a big question for me is why pick mid season for the marriage and not off season. And is it just to get like the prolonged time to the, the honeymoon? Like no, no, ride no, out no. that honeymoon? No. Well, one, one, I knew we were crazy right from the get go doing that. And the biggest thing is I was like, we were on the same page of, I was like, don't, we're not going to go crazy and we're only going to have fun with this, um, with, when it comes to wedding planning and everything, because we were, we knew we were going to keep it rather small and in the, within our close family and community and good friends. And we had a lot of people helping out and, and uh, being a part of it. And that's why it was so, so special. Um, but we didn't want to wait till after season, which would be, the plan is after August. And then I could tell you this, if you, if I would have planned a a wedding date where it was all the way after August, I would have done nothing up to August, to be honest for it. And then we would have been in the same boat of like cramming everything in. So, so it worked out. Well, that was kind of my, that was my next question is, is it kind of a relief that the wedding part is over and you can just focus on your season? And then you have this like, celebration when the season's over where you can just totally veg out do what you want to do and have no worries in the world oh you got it on the money right there yeah so it wasn't like i never ran into any up until like the the, literally like the week of the 
of the wedding, like that, that week got a little bit crazy. But um, up until then, I felt like very in control of everything and not overwhelmed. Uh, but yes, like in the in, I feel in a sense like that I'm kind of sad that the wedding's over and everything. But there, we we knew it would be like this moment of just like okay, now we can really get all in on on the season and training and not have to worry about all that planning now and still have fun stuff to look forward to postseason. So I, I really liked how, it, how we did it. So what are the plans for the honeymoon? Somewhere on the beach. We are determined to get on a beach and that is it. I don't care where we haven't picked a spot. There's, yet. Th- there's a few beaches in the world. Mm-hmm. Just a few, any one yeah. of those. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I love being around water. Waves crashing make me relax. Mm-hmm. Like I am at peace in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like to like have a little lawn chair in the sand, yeah. close my eyes and just listen to it all. Yeah. So we're both outdoorsy people. So in, anything from like, we've even, my brother lives up in Colorado. We've hiked together and everything. And that's so beautiful as it is, but we haven't really like been on a, a, a longer like beach trip together. And that's what something I, I, I really love to do. And I think we'd enjoy together. So that's the plan. So Corey, Corey says somewhere on a beach, sipping something strong. Okay. So in season, um, minus the wedding, I told myself I could celebrate on the wedding. I don't, well, I don't drink a lot, period. But um, if I do, it's like Trulies and all the, uh, like little things. Uh, but you will find me on our honeymoon with a pina colada in my hand. There That's you fun. go. That's, it's all planned. It's got to go mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. With, with like a fresh piece of pineapple on the top. Make it fancy. It's a honeymoon. Make it fancy. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So we like, you're like the Clydesdale darling, right? You're, you're what? that person that we we found and we talked about it. Like last year at this time, you were, you were this teen athlete who was a little bit unknown, had kind of made a little noise, but you know, really wasn't expected to do what you did last year. And we kind of got to ride the wave with you. And in a lesser sense, we got that like back. Mm-hmm. Wave. So proud of that. So to, and, to be with you guys. That's why I wanted to mention it right off the bat. Like it's so and, cool. And so it, it's been a, it's fun. And I think like, I looked at your followers last year and where they are today is like astronomically different, but with that popularity comes some negativity at times. And you made the games last year. You came out of nowhere. You were everybody's darling. You were the picture of the games. And we've talked about all that in the past. And now you're coming into season two and people are like, I think she's a one hit wonder. What kind of fuel does that give you? Oh, it's like if I've been in a sense, like it's just magnified now over the years of like, trying to get back to the games it it was the same thing of just like she's too small she's not, she's not she's not big enough she's not strong enough and everything so it's like at this point like i'll just do the same thing i have been doing keep growing keep proving that i i have what it takes i I'm, I'm putting in the work and everything and i just have each year i gain more and more knowledge on and uh, more fuel and more just more ammo under my belt. So I get more and more confident. So I have no issues with people saying that because I'm focused on myself and then just watch. That's all. That's all you got to do. Sit back and watch. I got a lot of, I I got a a lot of uh, progress to show. I can't imagine. Well, first of all, Corey says one hit wonder my ass. Becca is the truth. Thank you, Corey. You're right. I can't imagine the fuel you have because I get upset. Like that's our girl. Don't be, don't be bad mouthing our girl. Right. Yeah. And I can't imagine what that does to you, but I've watched, I've watched your videos. I've watched the progress you've made. I watched you at Wadapalooza and I don't think Wadapalooza was the finish you wanted, but you, sh- you made a statement there. And I don't know if you know, you made that statement, but you made a statement. I want the, um, 
and I, I've moved totally moved past this, except there's a little bit of saltiness left in there. That leaderboard's not right. And that's fine because it's not as important as what we're going into. Right. But your performance in certain areas made a statement. Yeah. Regardless of what the leaderboard said. Been hard at work. Yeah. And then you come into the season and you're coming into semifinals, the third seed in the West. Not 12th. Not 15th, the third. Mm-hmm. So yeah, someone's I'm... planting planting a flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I feel really good. My body feels really good, which is 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 number one, and my mind is in the right place. And I've I'm I'm ready to put up a good fight. And it's not just I think I said it in in one of my uh, vlogs or one of my videos that I posted. It was somewheres. Is I was like last year. I was there to compete hard and make cut lines and prove that I can do this. And now I'm walking into this year, like a, so much stronger than last year and ready to like put on a performance. Like that's what I want to do. I got like a lot of growth to show off. And I mean, over the, this is still just the start. Like I I'm, I'm ready and excited to just see like the, the progress that we've made this year is just continuations. It's, it's, it's building up from last year, last year, we just kind of broke through onto the scene and now we're, we're just going to keep that trajectory going. So you, you do a series on YouTube called move mm-hmm. brilliant, right? You in like a beanbag chilling mm-hmm. and just talking to the people and they are some of the most raw discuss, like just you and the camera I'm, is Jared behind the camera. So you're like talking to somebody. No, 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 no. It's my phone. Nope. I talked to my phone. So just you <laughs> and your phone and you're just talking. So where did you come up with that idea? And it's, I find it brilliant as someone who has struggled in different avenues, like with my weight loss journey and stuff like that. Like, it's almost like a live diary. Yeah. Yeah. I think that where it came from is, um, that's where I feel like a lot of my progress has, has come from is just where my mindset has been. And I'm, uh, always, always trying to share and grow like our community and through the community, just because there are communities like so, so powerful. And like, the more we can like connect on different levels, the stronger that it gets and everything. And that is all the, the mindset training. We actually used to talk about it a lot here at at bolt as we used to do like weekly themes and it would be thrown into like our little board talks before workouts and everything. And I was like, you know what? Like they're, they're really unique conversations that I, I feel like a lot of people, even if it's just like one sentence out of those whole like 10 minute videos that I do that just like flips a switch on, on some people and some people never get that or they feel like they're getting deflated on their training or like running out of out of steam and if they, we can find that one word sentence that really connects with people is like that that could change your whole trajectory and then that's like I said that's where I've grown a lot is just like believing in myself and it, in a sense like me talking to the camera like that is I'm talking to myself too like trying to convince myself too and it's I think it's helping it's so funny to see every like the little random comments that come through on that because it could be like a completely different topic that just touches someone in a different way and this topic touches another person in a different way and it it's just really cool it's like one of those things I throw out there and if it hits one person in a special way, totally worth it. Well, what I find is, is when I was doing things like that, I would talk to try to reach somebody else externally. And as I'm talking, all of a sudden I say something that I didn't realize was in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait, what, what did I just say? Mm-hmm. And then it hits me. And then I start doing some self-reflection and mm-hmm. that's where my biggest growth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean by sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to myself too. And all of those mindset um, videos there, I come up with like the subject of it. And then I'm just like three, two, one, let it rip. And we just riff 
off the whole thing because it's just that's your real thoughts and I think they come out for that type of thing that I'm trying to put on my my page it it it's the best way to do it I don't um unless there's like some weird funky thing that happened with my mic like this week I don't edit them I just throw them up on YouTube and it's a conversation love it love it and so just so our audience remembers we've talked in the past you're you're really an introvert Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody in the world would know that from your online presence, but you truly, you recharge by being kind of by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how, how much of a struggle it is to do this, or is it getting easier uh, to do these types of video blogs? And um, I, I never found them like challenging uh, because I, I, I think, I, I kind of have, um, I, I really enjoy doing them. I really enjoy doing them. I can look back at old videos and everything and be like, we've gotten a lot better at these and everything. And that, just like you would look back on, on anything. Um, I think I got a lot of built up. I'm, I'm kind of energetic, but it, it comes off in like different ways like that or, it, or in training. Um, but overall, like it, it, those, those aren't hard for me to do. And I think you can kind of tell, like, it's pretty natural. It comes to me pretty, pretty naturally. Um, but yeah, it's a way for me to get out some energy without, uh, being, I mean, I'm, I'm just not that person to get in front of like a lot of uh, like a crowd and, and, and do a lot of that crazy things. But I mean, around the people that know me, like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit silly and, but, um, I don't know. It's like my creative outlet. That's what it is. Yeah. And so I'm kind of skipping all around now, so hopefully cat can keep up, but <laughs> the other, the other half of your creative team is Jared. Gerard. Yeah. Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. I always mess that up. I hope Gerard's not get, watching this. <laughs> I get I get fusillet, which nobody at the game's got. I know you got that down. Let me ask you this. Are you changing your last name? Uh in the future, yeah, legally, but I think everything in the CrossFit world is gonna stay fusillet. Are you going to correct the announcers at the game or do I need to go do that? They're getting closer. You know, maybe, maybe if I do some really good things this year, we'll get it. That's my goal. You know, that that's the whole goal of this year is to get it to where they can say my name, right? You just make them say it enough and they'll say my name. right. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. So Gerard, Gerard yes. is one of the, the coolest cats I've ever met in my mm -hmm. life, right? Mm -hmm. Laid back, cool. Is it hard keeping up with all that coolness? Uh, yes. Yes. 100%. He's like way cooler than all of us around here. And he's, he fits in the team so perfectly. He's like got the same energy. He's chill, but then he's got definitely got a comical side and you can tell through all of his vlogs and all of his videos, he's got a huge creative side that he just loves to do. Um, all his videos and photography. So I'm just thankful that I get to be his, his little guinea pig. And uh, he's like, Hey, I have this idea. I'm like, cool, let's go do it. So is he more the creative ideas for your, I, I don't know what your shorts, um, or is it a combination of the two of you? No, it actually, all of my comedy stuff is all me and, and Matt. He has the professional side of, of my Instagram and, and vlogs. Okay. Okay. So I'm, so I'm just over here being ridiculous and he's actually doing the work. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to ask you a question out on, in the world. You put out shorts, the comic shorts, mm -hmm. you put out the move vlog, which is very serious. Mm -hmm. You have like day in the life things. Um, you and Matt going and trying like axe throwing or archery or whatever. We need to do that. Float, we need to do fr frisbee golf or mm -hmm. what, whatever is, is, is on your mind. What gets the biggest, what gets the biggest um, amount of comments and feedback of all the stuff you do? Um, so most of the comedy stuff is on, on my Instagram and that, that I just have the bigger following on Instagram. So that gets interesting comments, but, um, 
just from views and comments on, on YouTube, people just like watching um, the vlogs and any competitions that I do. I know my biggest hits were like the quarterfinals one. People people were curious on how we flowed through quarterfinals. And um, that, I would say, the, the, the reels that I do on Instagram and the vlogs are uh, always at the top. Um, I am very, very surprised at how much the please, move mindset please, talks have picked up. Week five of bar muscle-ups. I'll leave you guys with the tips and cues that usually Those help my athletes. Really well we are combining are. week four, which was hips to bar, with that jumping bar muscle-up. Mm -hmm. Trying to keep it like uh, one of my goals that I put in my, my weekly uh, goal book this week was do something different on Instagram. So I'm just trying to keep it fresh for everyone. Well, I, I got to tell you, we featured the the variations on the shuttle run, which I felt was very important to all the open participants. I think it was helpful. I yeah, was yeah, helpful. Uh, yeah. I was I was the walker. <laughs> I think that was a, that was a that was a popular uh, choice. You, you sure you weren't, yeah. didn't want to use the NASCAR or the speed crab strategy? Speed crab was not for me. No, that, <laughs> that one was, that one was bad. Um, but I've a couple other highlights from your comedy reels that I want to just tell you about. Cause I've said since the day we met, you're one of the best follows on Instagram. Oh, and if you're not following Rebecca, you need to go do it now. And that is the chalk bucket. <laughs> the most recent that, that one. Was, the one where it just keeps getting kicked around. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, the shuttle runs, of course, and then the uh -huh. rolling weight. The, oh my gosh, that one's one of my favorite ones. The pops up at the worst times. Oh, that, oh, I did like this one. Most recent one. Oh yeah, the looking for the remote mm -hmm. was awesome. Oh, good times. And then and then you find the remote back at the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's so good. It it's it's I mean, it's all my my own personal problems just in reels format. I'm I'm the culprit for putting the remote everywhere is too. <laughs> Anywhere well, but the velcro it's supposed to sit on. <laughs> the reason I think they're so funny is we all have done those things. Mm -hmm. Right. There's nothing worse than like grabbing that weight and all of a sudden it starts rolling away from you and you can't, mm -hmm. you At can't the worst catch time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and usually when like the open's going on and it's going to roll into somebody's competition uh -huh. area and yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, Jeff, Jeffrey Birchfield says your progressions and lessons are great. Those are, I get so y'all don't realize, like I need to do a reels on that. How excited I get when someone's like, Hey, I got my first bar muscle up or I'm finally getting these butterfly pull-ups down just from those little videos that I make. I'm like, so worth it. So worth the whole series. Like it, it makes me so happy. And I, if I can help a couple people out there, like it, I mean, I love to do them and it's bonus when, when people benefit from them. So it's awesome. So, um, yeah, those are the best and keep those coming because yeah. I think it just speaks to everybody in a CrossFit gym. So I have, I, I'm going to go down another road here. Your daily schedule. You are not, you are a very busy woman. So let's just ballpark this. How many days, how many hours a day do you train? <sighs> it's, um, so all of my sessions, I would say it's, it's averages four, four plus, and it's all broken up throughout the day. Four plus hours. Okay. Yeah, it's all broken so four up. plus hours. How many yeah. hours a day do you coach? Uh, depends. It's less than it was last year, but I coach uh, two to three classes a day that are all an hour long. And then usually, depending on the day, there's like an hour or so of personal training right now. But I'm definitely smarter than last year. Last year, people don't do. That's the, that's the thing is people don't know how ridiculous my schedule was last year leading up to semifinals in the games I'm and so when you coach need to add at least another half hour to that for beginning and after 
um, talking to athletes. Thank you. All of that. So let's, Thank you. so let's say you're at like eight and a half hours for the day. How many hours a day do you eat? Man, I am. Well, you saw me. I was eating my breakfast as we like hopped on. And I mean, I, t I try to get sit down for like an hour after I train this morning. I mean, I coached early this morning. I've been up since since I coached the 5 a.m. this morning and personal train this morning and then did an engine workout. So like usually an hour, hour and a half to um, to for breakfast and then office work and programming and everything. And then I'll head back out to to train and then lunch after that and then more training and then more coaching. After so, that. <laughs> so let's say two and a half hours of eating and then some office yeah. work. So, uh -huh. um, so we're going to go three, three hours. We're now at like three and a half hours. So we'll say 12 hours a day right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got, you got it. You, you got it. We live the gym life over here. Matt and I are, it, it's either Matt and I up here at 5am and then we usually don't leave till seven thirty or eight o'clock at night. I, I'm, I'm going to make a point here in a second. I just, I need to do the math first. Okay. Okay. So how many hours a day, YouTuber, Instagram, I, social media? Oh, when, when I, an hour, an hour. So 13, but, but that's like in between everything. And then how much do you sleep a day? Oh, not enough. We're on a sleep challenge right now. That, that was where, I, that's where I struggle. It's anywhere from like five to seven. Wow. Okay. So we're at 18 to 20 hours a day. And that's no, that's no me time for Rebecca, right? You got four hours to squeeze that in to be a wife for me time, all of that, right? When the hell do you have time to paint shoes? On the weekends. <laughs> On Sunday, my rest day. <laughs> Well, when you put it this way, it sounds ridiculous. What am I doing? <laughs> I made myself choke. Yeah. You uh, didn't have enough going on. So now as another creative outlet, you have decided to customize shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I love to stay busy. And if that, well, if this doesn't prove that I, I love absolutely everything that I do around here at the gym, I don't know what does. <laughs> Always staying busy. So when did that come up and how long have you been doing that? The shoes. So um, going in the last year, I think a lot of people um, saw that I had my own color shoes on my own color tiers and a lot of people were asking about those and I was like those are customized and going into Wadapalooza I had an an updated version of like the painted tiers and everything and I met with a few people um actually I met with Mitchell Hooper who I did his shoes for the Arnold's uh, most recently I met up with him at Wadapalooza and met like a lot of cool people at Wadapalooza and he was like dude you should totally run with this he's like it's amazing like with your name and your talent and then being it like you could turn it into something pretty, pretty special. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity. I mean, I'm that person that's like, I don't, uh, especially nowadays, I'm like, let's not sit here and plan it all out. I just kind of let, um, get the logistics of it down and what I need to do and just kind of let it rip and build from there. Um, so yeah, I actually have, I'm not going to reveal what idea I have for my sh personal shoes going into semifinals, but they're going to be an updated version again. <laughs> nice. I'm so how long does to. it take you to do one pair? Oh, it depends on the design. But, um, I remember when I did his, I sat down, it was over the course of two Sundays that I was working for the majority of, of the Sundays on it. So like half the day on both. He had two pairs of shoes. It just depends. And were those the Canadian ones? Yeah. 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 Th those were sweet. Yeah. I, I really liked how those came out. Yeah. So uh, Jeffrey Birchfield actually um, is making a comment that uh, he was your judge at TFE. Uh, TFS or TF oh yeah, 
Yeah. Same thing. I think uh, she yeah. was a great athlete to judge held the standard and never argued a no rep. Of course I never had to give her one. I actually had the, uh, the chance. I didn't compete at TFX this, this past one, but I had the chance to meet him in person and Jeffrey's, it was so great meeting you. And I know he's been a follower for a while and, and so, so supportive. So getting to meet those people in person, like that means a lot to me. It, 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 he was super sweet. And, and that's, I think the greatest compliment you can get as a, as a, a professional crossfitter is like your movement is on point. And that's what we want. We want less of those no reps. We want good, healthy movers in the sport and not and less injuries. So that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I think that is the best compliment any CrossFitter can get. Um, as you see, uh, you were so awesome to me at Wadapalooza and it's right there. I see it. I see it. I made the yeah. wall. That's so cool. You made the wall. Uh, and that was cool to run into you at Wadapalooza. That mm -hmm. was, it was such a chaotic environment, like seeing people and, and, because there were some people I was supposed to see there and never saw the entire weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it's Wadapalooza. And I told some people I went back. To, I was in Wadapalooza way back in 2017 as a teenager. 2017. Yeah. And then this was my first year back over there. And it has grown. It is such an experience. And it is, like you said, chaotic, but in a great way. So I had a lot of fun. What was your favorite event? Busy. From Wadapalooza? Yeah. The anything out on on Bayfront is awesome because you're uh, it's the whole venue and you get the the being by the water is unreal and I think the chipper was that we did the chipper was probably my favorite just because it was long and grindy and we were like in it for a long time and talking yourself through it. And I had these few moments where I was like, Hey, look at where we're at. This is so cool. Like um, all the fans in front of us. And um, it was just, and it also like showed a lot of progress on what uh, we've been working. The believe it or not, the one that I'm the event that I'm holding on to the most is that very first one, the muscle up in the heavy barbell. Like I know people were pretty like, um impressed with how I was moving the 165 but I was like that I messed up that event I did not do the way I wanted to do on that event I knew I had more in that event so I I still got a lot more to show that's the one I'm hanging on to right now was it the weight that you're upset about or the muscle ups um the muscle ups and I think it being the first event I was upset with how shaky and um little like bobbles that I had over with the barbell that was just wasting energy so I think it was I would I was a little too nervy going in into it and that I can control that better for sure so I actually Kat and I had front row seats for that event um and we we watched you that entire time what was crazy to me is those long straps. And I've said this to a couple of the athletes and the way the wind was whipping them back and forth, like just jumping up into the rings would have freaked me out. Mm -hmm. Did you see, notice what they did to them? And it was really interesting. So I tell people this all the time, especially if we have competitors here at the gym and we don't have like a ton, but we have a, like a good pack of quarter finalists. I'm like, guys, you got to get on different equipment because as soon as you leave this gym and go compete somewhere else, everything feels different and you got to be ready to adapt. So, you know, Wadapalooza has always had that issue with the rings of being out on Bayfront. The rings are whipping around. What we noticed this year during briefing is they had chains lined up with the straps. Did you see that? We did. And it literally made the rings feel weighted. Like oh, it wow. was. It was, it controlled them a little bit better, but it was like the straps were heavy to move, like pulling back on the rings, like you're supposed to, to keep tension was harder. Um, and it was weird. The rig kind of sways a little bit when everybody's on it, but you just got to be ready to, Hey, everybody's in the same boat. So let's figure it out. In, in the men's division, one of the chains broke. I saw that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It was crazy. That sucks. Yeah. That person did okay. I think they still finished top five for the weekend. Well, that's awesome. But um, 
But yeah, it was what I noticed is a lot of people missing one of the rings when they jumped up mm -hmm. and then hanging from one arm and having to make that decision. Do I try do to keep over down. to the other or do I just mm -hmm. come down and try again? Yeah. It's all those little things like it, that's, that's every competition. Every competition has its own, like the layout is always going to be different. Everything's going to feel different. The barbells are going to feel different. And you just like, that's where I'm thankful. Like I have some years, quite a few years of competition under my belt of just like, Hey, don't let these things rock you around. Like you just got to roll with them and learn to adapt on the spot and everybody's got to deal with the same thing. So figure it out. So before I get into my next topic, uh, a couple questions from the audience. How many pairs of shoes do you go through in a year? Yo, I, I'm the, I'm the person that, that wears shoes way too long. Like, and, and the only thing that's making me switch my shoes right now is like, I have like more options and more colors available to me. But I think I, I, I lately I've been switching them every six months. I mean, I wore my tears through the games and I recently switched them for Wadapalooza and I'll switch them right before semifinals to break them in. And when we talked last year, you were not with tear. Mm -mm. No, that that's so recently. That, that's, that's a recent. new thing. Mm -hmm. So what, what are those things like now that you're getting some shoes that um, you don't have to pay for? I'm assuming. Man, it's, it, it's, it's weird. It, it's, it's fun because it's like, it, there's, there's little things that you earn along the way. Um, but it's also, I'm also that person that's like, if I commit to being a, a teammate with tier, like I want to make sure I'm holding up my end and giving them the right posts and making sure I'm, um, lining up with their values and everything. And personally, um, I've, since my page has grown and everything there, there's quite a few like smaller brands and everything that, that reach out, but I'm like pretty adamant on like, Hey, if our values don't line up, like I, I'm not flooding my page with buy this. I want to keep it real and making sure it's something that I'm actually going to use. So I think I've seen that pose on a couple of different Instagrams. Yeah. That one, that one exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that too. And because you're kind of known for just being an, your authentic self at all times. Yeah. And, and that's what makes you, you, um, and why brands want to go with you. So I, I, I love that that's, that's in your DNA. Um, but it's cool that you get like swag packs, right? Like mm -hmm. that's like Christmas morning. Every time something comes from tier and you get to open it up and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. we're all 12 year old kids when that happens. Oh. Everybody wants a new pair of shoes. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jeffrey um, asks, you probably didn't get any spring from the straps either uh, when you were in Miami. No, no. It just felt like heavy and slow. It was weird. It, it was, I, that's something I remember like, and I train on long straps to longer straps than most people just because our, our, our ceilings are kind of high in here and I'm, I'm very short. So I have a personal set of rings and I'm like, no one move those rings. It's the only thing I can jump to in here. So I have a set of rings that's, that's pretty, has some pretty long straps. Um, and I just know that I mean, when you get on something like Wadapalooza, like that type of rig or the Zeus rig at the games is pretty wild all the time because those straps are extra long. You just, you just got to kind of know what to do, but yeah, you didn't get much help from those straps at all. Mm -mm. And then he also asks, so do you work with a management company or do you and Matt handle that on your own? Currently it's all us. <laughs> That's the way you've always done it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's another that's another two hours a day. Yeah. Just are we over twenty four yet? Because I keep telling people I need more than twenty four hours. I think you have twenty minutes to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there you go. Oh. So yeah, your day is full. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. There's I've like done the math. Can't fit and, another and, thing in. 
people people have figured this out by now because I, I I'm at the point where I'm a I'm a fairly organized person. I'm at the point where I gotta write everything down. I'm like, or if something comes up at the gym, I'm like, no no no. I'm like, send it in an email, send it in an email, or I will it will just like float away from my brain. There's just a lot of things going on. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk about this season now. So you finished the games last year. Uh, we talked to you right after. It wasn't an ideal finish, right? And what did you immediately do to make changes to prepare you for this season? Um, I really got in line what I, so what I needed to do and making sure I planned out, me personally, making sure I planned out what I needed to do mentally to keep the fire and go and make it bit and just make it bigger than, than last year, the bigger than it's ever been. So Matt and I are a, a great team because he's got the programming side of it and he's very diligent. I can tell you like as diligent as I am doing every single one of those workouts, he's just as diligent doing his programming. And we did a lot of like, obviously like base building on the strength side, but maintaining my uh, really strong gymnastics side and being smart of like, we're going to get strong. We're going to put in this volume without doing things that are, that break down your body way at the, at the beginning of the season. And now we're finally digging in deep to like, okay, here come the heavy barbells. Here comes the high volume. Here comes the high skill that we need to be ready for. And, and this is the training that I love. Like, this is going to get hard. This is going to like make you question like what you're doing and everything. And um, so that's kind of been the progression. My job is to make sure I'm, I'm in check up here and doing my job with those workouts mentally. Um, and he's got the actual, like, let's put the reps on paper. And I think it's, it's blended out really nicely. We're doing good. Well, it's very, it's very easily to get caught up in. I just need to get stronger. Mm -hmm. But you, I think you need to be more analytical about what your, your games, your games performance was, and was it just strength or was it some other things that you needed to add in too? And I don't know the answer to that. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. That's Matt and yours job. But, um, what was that process like? Like, did you make, sit down and make a list? Did you look at videos? Did you analyze everything or, Okay. You see that? <laughs> I see that. So That's for our plan. listeners, uh, it is a massive whiteboard uh, <laughs> with some red and green and blue, lots of writing, lots yep. and lots of writing. Yep. There's a written, there is a actual plan that's put in front of our faces uh, every single day that we uh, stay on track with. But obviously, like you can you can write down and prep as much as you can. That's like the skeleton of it. And then when it comes down to doing the dirty work and adjusting on the fly and seeing like, hey, now I think we have a hole right here or a gap we need to fill in right here. We do it. It's and so a whole that lot whiteboard of hard work. can change throughout the year. Um, we can add notes to it, but I think that's just that's been the skeleton of it. Oh, wow. So you have mm -hmm. been on track for the entire season with that skeleton and mm -hmm. just adding notes here and there. Matt's crazy. Y'all think I'm crazy. He's way crazier. That's all. him. All right. Well, it's been paying off. You've, you've done, like I said, you made a statement at Wadapalooza. You then went into the open and the quarterfinals on fire. Have you, have you peaked yet? No, no. How exciting is that? That's it. That's my job is to keep my body uh, healthy right now. And it's, it's doing a lot of good work. And you're hitting, you're hitting PRs, mm -hmm. not peaking. Mm -hmm. We got more. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I see that little air of confidence exuding mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. There's a little, the little wry smile. Mm-hmm. I, I'm ready for it. I, I, hey, I have a, a very level head and I think in the past it's been too far on the other side of like limiting myself and I'm, I'm ready to have some fun this season. To be a pro athlete, you have to have that confidence. And Jeffrey says, kid, you're doing a phenomenal job and your strength has come so far. We're doing good. Getting stronger every single day. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love it. I love that you, you have taken what people are saying and you've used it as fuel and you yourself have your own fire that you've always had. Um, and now you've just, um, use the, your analytics to get to where you are today. What to you would mean a successful semifinals? Like I said, I want to put on a, a performance. Obviously, number one goal is to get back to the games, but I'm not going to be on that cut line this year. I'm not going to be on the cut line this year. That was last year. And I think I, I, that was like the theme of last year between semifinals and the games. And I think I aged from stress like at least 20 years through last season. We ain't going to do that. And I've, and people have personally asked me over here at the gym. They're like, Hey, can you not do that this year? Like not be dancing around on the cut line. I go, you got it, man. I'm going to do my best to not dance around on the cut line this year. But um, yeah, I wanted to speak a a little bit to to something you said. Oh, just the comments and everything and in putting like more fuel to your fire. I was like, there was a thought that came to me not, not too long ago. And this was, this is an important one for a lot of people to hear. It's like when people make comments and whether it be on video or comments on social media and everything. And I I'm like, y'all think that's mean and hurtful. Like imagine what comments go on from myself in my own head. Like I'm the bit biggest critic for myself. So those comments are way harder to deal with than anyone else's comments of she's too small. She's too strong. She's, she's not strong enough. So I'm already got a a beast in here. That's, that's trying to, I'm trying to tame. So those comments don't bother me. (laughs) They're just a little bit more fuel on the fire. Yeah. 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 You are a beast. Um, So back to semis, you're not going to be on the cut line and then, but are you peaking for semis? Or are you gonna? Are you trying to peak for the games? Uh, I think there's definitely. I am not in all realness. We know I'm not in the position of a games ticket is it for no no one. It's it's not guaranteed for anyone. So we're gonna be pretty strong at at semifinals. We're gonna be near our strongest at at, at semifinals and get ready to work from there. Um, Corey asks. Do you, have you bought any bigger sandbags since last year? I just posted a, a video of our Husafel that we just filled up. There you go. That's, that's the, and did you see, I was like so proud that guy just got tossed over onto my shoulder. I was like, dang, I know I didn't do 20 pig flips in a three and a half mile run before this, but that didn't, yeah. that didn't feel also all that bad. So I have to ask, I looked at some merch you have out uh, on the Cambro website, uh, which uh, has the quote, uh, I'm going to die trying. Or I'll die something before I that. quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I'll die before I quit. There is a flaming heart on the front mm-hmm. that looks very much like a Husafel stone. Mm-hmm. Is that is that intentional? Yeah. So I've, I've always, we've kind of built my logo around like the, the burning heart, um, the heart on fire. And that's not like my um, original logo, but I kind of was like sketching some things out and people had made comments before. They're like, Hey, the Husafel looks like a heart and it's the color of like fire and everything from the games like you I don't think you can even get those orange ones because ours is black over here um uh but the it it just you know it's one of those weird things where the story just line it it all lined up and that's I mean I'm that's my one um really apparel design that's gonna stay like in the forefront and we'll keep adding some more to that but I love that one I don't know if I've told you this story, but when I was at the games, I was walking through the parking lot and three guys had bought a Husafel stone at Rogue, one mm-hmm. of the used ones. Mm-hmm. They had to take turns carrying it to the car because Rogue won't get it to your car, right? Mm-hmm. And these these large men were getting like five steps at a time and having to drop. Oh my gosh. We, uh, we know that all too well. Way back in 2017, we bought 
a 150 or a 200 one of those and yes they don't let you empty the sand on site you have to get it off site and then go empty it so it's its own little workout but yes we i i know what that looks like i'm just saying three large men were doing something <laughs> and they couldn't do it as well as you oh that's so that yeah makes you, feel you struggled going up the steps but you were getting more than five steps at a time there we go there we go <laughs> So, and they were taking breaks and letting somebody else do that as well. Chelsea Miller asks, have you been adding stair running in? Wonder if that will come back. Um, not specifically stairs or bleachers. That man, those suck. I used to do those all the time in high school, um, for track, but, uh, my running volume is increased significantly. I just came back from some, some running. So, um, not specifically stair. But man, if they introduce that, that'll leave people hurting. <laughs> yeah. And she also says, you're a legit badass. You guys are the best. Thank you. Um, well, I can't wait to see you at semis. I'm going to be in Pasadena, of course. Um, Got to get at least one more soundbite from you coming off the floor. Um, those were the hits of our Instagram last year. Those were um, fun. Some of the bi- um, and we actually interviewed you twice last year because you were blowing up so big at, at semis. Were you the Mac? Yeah. Mac syndicate. Mac, Mac, Mac. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, when it, when they're two back to back in the same arena, it just blurs into one. Well, yeah, yeah. And they look, those me. looked the same and yeah. And, uh, and now Corey is saying, I use grip tight tape because of Rebecca. Best tape. No joke, guys. Like I've, I've used the regular athletic tape. I spent a lot of money on goat tape. Seriously, best tape. Well, I will be in Pasadena. I will be there rooting you on. Yeah. Um, because we, we have this connection. Even though my my invitation to the wedding got lost, it's fine. I understand. You did. did. I'll move on. I only <laughs> shed a tear for like a couple hours. But with that, as always, Rebecca, it is such a joy having you on the show. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to you kicking ass in Pasadena. Yeah. Well, we'll have the team there with you guys included. And uh, I'm really excited. We're training hard over here. I'm ready to, to, I've been waiting to compete live again. So it'll be exciting. And everybody in the chats, thank you so much for all the input and being here with us. With that, we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast.